Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. We've been going through the series called Habakkuk. The Habakkuk is a prophet of why, as I mentioned before. Now, Habakkuk was in a very difficult situation because God sentenced punishment for people of Israel because of their sin and disobedience. But the reason why Habakkuk was asking this question, why, why, why to God so many times, is not because of the punishment itself, but because of which country God used to punish Israelites. What country was it? It was Babylon. When God said, I'm going to raise up Babylon to defeat and uh, punish Israelites, Habakkuk could not understand why. Why? Because Babylon is worse country than Israelites. Because Babylon was a pagan country. They were worse sinners than Israelites. So Habakkuk was asking, why, why, God, are you using Babylonians to defeat us or punish us? It should be opposite way. You should use us, Israelites, to punish Babylon instead of using her to punish us. But that was God's will. So uh, Habakkuk was in a very desperate situation, and uh, he was asking question in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, and he was waiting for the Lord to speak to him. And today's message uh, is about God's answer to Habakkuk. So let's look at chapter 2, verse 4. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him. But the righteous will live by his faith. Now, this is a very, very famous verse. And as some of you might know, that Martin Luther uh, did the Reformation based on this verse, the righteous will live by faith. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean, faith, here? And also, what does the proud one means here? Now, the proud one is the Babylonian. Now, we can see why the Babylon was proud and why God is punishing her. Well, God is just and he is a God of justice. So the answer to Habakkuk's question that why are you using Babylon to punish us is this, that God was saying, yes, I'm going to raise up Babylon to defeat you and punish you, but I am going to punish Babylon as well. And this chapter is talking about why but God is going to punish Babylon because of two major sins. The first one is Babylonians' um, violence. That with violence, they defeated so many countries around her. And there was a reason why, because Babylonians wanted to become richer and richer and bigger and more powerful. So because of greediness inside of her, because of the self-centeredness, she was trying to attract or gather all the, collect all the countries like souvenirs. But it was a totally self-centered, proud approach that she wanted to be the god of all those countries she wanted to be the master of all these countries and that was one of the most uh, fatal the sins that they committed and then god is going to sentence the punishment for them that whatever she was doing even though she yes she grew big and she collected so many countries including israelites however all her works will come into vain because she is going to be destroyed 
as well. And that is something that we see in history. The Rome and you know Babylon and all those big countries, they somehow, at some point, they were very popular, they were mighty countries, but we all know their end. They were all disappeared. They're not here anymore. So that we can see the vanity of human power, human-centered glory. So the, at the end of the day, these countries will know that glory of God is the true glory, not the human glory. And that's what we see in chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now notice that all the earth, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of what? The glory of God, not the glory of man. Now the glory of man, the glory of human may last for 10 years or 14 years or maybe even up to 100 or 200 years when they record the history or the victory of uh, really famous generals and famous army and famous countries. But they, we all know that, we know that there is a beginning and the end. Right, The glory of human has expiration date. It's not going to last forever. And they, at the end of the day, all these people will realize that glory of God is the true glory. And that is what it says here. And then this verse, this chapter is continuing with the second sin of Babylon. Why God is punishing Babylon? Because of their idolatry. They worship the idols that they made. Now let's look at verses 18 through 19. What profit is the idol when its maker has carved it, or an image, a teacher of falsehood? For its maker trusts in its own handiwork when he fashions speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a piece of wood, Awake, to a mute stone arise, and that is your teacher. Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all inside it. This is what the idols look like. You know, the Babylonians, they did not worship God, but they instead, they worshiped their own idols that they made. Isn't it interesting? I mean, they were very powerful countries, uh, but why would they believe something like that? You know, this is in the human nature. All humans, all of us are religious. We wanted to worship something. Let's think about this. You know, when you were 10, uh, uh, in your ten, uh, 20s or 30s, you might think like you are very powerful and you are very capable and can, you can do something for your own glory. But when you're getting older and weaker, you might want to have your babies. You might want to have something like a books or the monument to leave your legacy so that people would worship that. So this is the cycle of human history. We wanted to worship something and normally we make something out of our hands, we're skillful hands, and then we let ourselves or other people to worship that. Well, that's what we see in this story as well. The Babylonians made something, and then uh, with their handiwork, they worship their own gods. Here is the problem. As you can see here in verse 19, 18 and 19, there is no breath in it. What does that mean? It is all dead. They're dead God, meaning that they are false gods. Whatever they uh, worship for and whatever prayer requests they bring to, these gods are silent because they are dead and they're not going to answer their prayers. So it is totally wasting time. So we can see in these two sins, they were very self-centered and they made their, themselves a god. However, these gods are not real and they're just wasting time their time. No matter how hard work they did, no matter how beautiful uh, manufacturer they made, 
they are all in vain. So that at the end of the day, in chapter 2, verse 20, But the Lord is in His holy temple, that all the earth be silent before Him. The first one was the all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. Here is the let the earth be silent before Him because God is the true God. So what do you see in this passage? The Babylon definitely had great sins and God is punishing them for their sins. Now what about us? Do we have Babylon inside of us? Yes, we do. What about the first one? We try to attract people. We try to collect the people uh, for us with our greediness. But our effort will be in vain eventually. The glory that we sought for our own glory, but they are all empty. They are all meaningless at some point. Maybe we can gain some popularity for, for a period, period of time, but that popularity will move away. Let me tell you my story. Before I became a pastor, I was a, I used to be a heavy metal guitar player. I loved playing guitar and I was very serious about it. But I'm not sure if you are um, old enough that you would might know the trend in 1990s or early uh, 2000 that if you were playing guitar, especially the rock, rock and roll guitar, you would be, you would know by fast guitar playing. So as a guitar player, my goal was this, to be the world fastest guitar player. So I practice almost every day, hours and hours, maybe eight, sometimes eight hours a day, just play to play guitar really, really fast. But guess what? If you ask people, even the guitar player now in 2021, and if you ask them, do you like fast guitar playing? Uh, maybe many of them, except the people like me, would say this way, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about fast guitar playing anymore. Why is that? Because the trend is over. It's finished. It was only in my time between 1990s and maybe 1980s, but we are living in 2021. Nobody really cares about fast guitar playing anymore. So I feel like, you know, I worked so hard that time. Even how, do you know how long I worked uh, to play guitar fast? Um, it was more than 12 years every day. I'm not kidding, every day. So I felt so, so uh, sad about myself and I felt like it is totally wasting. Of course, you know, I gained some skill, but it's not relevant anymore. So it is like the human glory. I worked for my glory. I worked to be famous. I worked to be the fastest guitar player for the Lord, but it, it was really for myself. And then I realized that you know, no matter how hard we work, when the trend is over, maybe our work can be seen nothing or wasting. We never know. That is the human glory. Maybe you're very good at, in your business, your company is growing, but you know, or you may not know when that expiration date would be maybe 50 years down the road or 100 years. I hope that would be the case, but it can be over in a few, few years. I hope that would not be the case though. So we never know how long our glory is. And the bottom line truth is this, human glory has expiration date, period. It's not gonna last forever. So at the end of the day, we all know that our glories are fake. It is not real, but the glory of God is real because God 
is eternal and His glory is true glory. That is the realization that after our Babylon is destroyed. So we should not waste our time in building our own glory. That was what was happening, what, what has happened in the Tower of Babel. You know, they were trying to build their glory, but God destroyed that because their glory has expiration date and their glory is not real glory. We should stop seeking our own glory, but we should start seeking God's glory instead. He is God immortal. It's 1 Timothy 1.17. He brings light. So we need to focus on Him and we need to work hard for His kingdom, not our kingdom. Now, what about the other sin? The Babylonians were uh, idol worshippers. Now, do we have idols? Well, maybe you may say, no, I don't have any statue in my home. You know, I don't really have any shrine in my home. You know, I've been Christian for a few, few years already. Um, that's great. However, we have deep inside of our heart idols. Something that we fashioned, something that we made, something that we depend on other than God. It could be your money. It could be your children. It could be something, the baby that you made for your security, for your future. Something like a plan B. When plan A is not working, you always bring this plan B card to feel secure um, with yourself instead of trusting God. But let me tell you this. Those idols are all fake and they're not real and they are all weak. They're all made by imagination, imitation, but not the real essence, not the real one. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have been to Hawaii, uh, but many, many, many years ago in my country, Hawaii was one of a dream place to go. And uh, at the time, not many people were traveling overseas, so it was very hard. And uh, for me, you know, it, Hawaii was one uh, my dream place to go as well. Now, somebody uh, made a fake Hawaii um, in my country, and then it became pretty famous. A lot of people went there and enjoyed, and there's a water park, and there's a palm trees, and I went there too uh, with my family members, and I went to school, and I boast about it, and I, I shared my experience with friends, and I, hey, guess what? You know, I went to Hawaii thing. <laughs> and then my kids were, my, my friends were so jealous, jealous for me. But in 1996, April. That was my first time to go to a real Hawaii. And then I stayed there for three and a half months, not years. But it was one of the most, most wonderful time I ever had. I was 20, 20 years old, yes. But when I saw the real Hawaii, I became speechless. You know, it was the, it was even though it's a small island, but there's a volcano and there was a waterfall. There's uh, thousands of different type of uh, the oceans, the waves, the wind. Oh my goodness, the sky, the color changes. You know, the fake Hawaii imitation cannot do that. Could, couldn't do all of them together. It was amazing. It really, uh, I was stunned by the glory, the gigantic glory of Hawaii, the nature that God created. It was an amazing experience. And after that, after coming from that trip, I would never go to that fake Hawaii anymore. 
Why? Because I experienced the true Hawaii. All the fake imitations are not real. They are secondary. They are really nothing compared to the real one. And this is the difference between true God and fake God. You know, the fake God that Babylonians were making, you know, they were making this uh, idols by their hands. And when they saw their idols, they were like, oh, I am so happy that I made this. I'm so proud of myself. I made this. How beautiful the handwork that I made. I don't want to hold this to myself. I want to share this. So they even share their own religion, their idols with other people so that other people are all joining together. Just like, you know, country and the people in my country all went there, went to the fake Hawaii and enjoy themselves. They're worshiping their experience. They're even sharing their experience. But when they meet true God, if they truly meet God, they realize that all their past experience, the fake Hawaii, was nothing but illusion. It was nothing but imagination, hallucination. When they see true God, when they meet true God, their life will be totally changed and they will never become, they will never go back to their old Hawaii. They will never go back to their old gods because they meet true God. And this is what this is why we really need to meet true God. Until you truly meet God, all your worship, everything is based on your imagination, hallucination, imag um, imitation. That is not true. I shared my um, the testimony. I grew up in the church. My father's pastor, grandfather's pastor. I, I lived in the church building, literally. But my experience with Christian, Christianity, Bible, was based on my imagination or based on imitation that was not real until I truly met God in September 2000. I went through two years of spiritual darkness, but when I was reading Hebrews chapter 10, 10, that Jesus died once for all, that His sacrifice is perfect to forgive all my sins, I experienced the true grace of God, true knowledge of God, so that at that time, my knowledge about God changed to my knowledge of God. Knowing about God and knowing God is totally different. You can know about God by your imagination or by your wish. However, knowing God is different because you meet God person, face to face, person to person. That is your true encounter with God. So you need to meet God, real God, true God of the Bible. Is God you believe right now? Is God of the Bible? Is He true God? Or is a God of imagination, God of imitation, God of your manu manufacture, your, um, your own work. You have to be very careful. So many, so many people in the world, they make their own God. They make their God of their wish. Oh, I want to be protected, so I'm going to make the protector God. You know, I want to have some pleasure, so I want to, have a, I want to make the God of pleasure. And they make their own God. Right? But they're not real because they, they're all made. They're all manufactured. But you need to meet God, not the God of imagination, but the God of revelation. God revealed himself to us how that God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, 
to the world that he died on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead to give us eternal life. He sent the Holy Spirit in us. He is living inside of us. And that is the true God that he revealed. So that meet God. Until you meet this God, whatever you worship is idol worship. That just as Babylonians worship. And God is going to punish us if we worship idols. If we worship God made out of our imagination. So that as God punished Babylon for those two major sins. The first one, the... Um, violence, their self-seeking, violence for their own glory. And the second one is their idol worship. They need to be uh, repented. That we need to repent of our sins. We need to turn away from our own sins, just our own Babylon. And we need to come to the Lord, return to the Lord. So that in verse, as we say the verse 14, the glory of God will fill all the earth. So instead of our glory, we'll seek God's glory. And then instead of idol worship or God of imagination, that we will worship God of revelation in the holy temple inside of us, that we will become speechless. We'll not even say anything because we're overwhelmed by the glory of God every day. That is what it means to live by faith. Remember in chapter 2 verse 4, the righteous will live by faith. That's what it means. All for the glory of God and become speechless before God and worship the true God. That is the life of faith. My friends, my brothers and sisters, let's be a man and woman of faith that we all live for the glory of God and that we really uh, worship God alone. So that is the evangelism and that is the worship because verse, verse, verse 14, the glory of God will fill the, all the earth. What does that mean? Even not just in the United States, but even other countries, other people groups, they will all see the glory of God. I mean, everyone is seeking for uh, their own glory, right? In, in this way or the other way, the, the form can be different. But the essence is the same. We're all seeking our glory. But when they come to the end of their glory, they will realize the true glory of God. So our job is to share the glory of God to all around the world so that they will be all um, come to the Lord. Imagine that if I keep saying about fake Hawaii, that is not good. But if I really tell everyone the true God, and that is evangelism, so that they will be, they will all know the true glory of God. God. And then at the end of the day, we all worship whoever receives Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. We can all come to the Lord and become speechless in front of true God because He is so good. And even our silence become worship to Him because we're just overwhelmed by His glory. And that is the true worship so that we can truly live a life of faith just as Habakkuk said here. And then chapter 3, we're going to look at that later. But he said, even though I have nothing in my pocket, I will rejoice because of the Lord. You see, that is the, uh, the reaction of true worship, true life by faith. 
Because if you have something in your pocket, you can depend on it, and that will become your idol. But even though we don't have anything in our pocket, we rejoice for him because he is our true God, and we are rejoicing because of his true glory. And that is just the right response、um, as we truly meet God and his glory. So I hope that's, I pray this would be、uh, your faith, and I pray that we will all grow with this faith. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message. As Habakkuk、uh, confessed, that、um, you, your glory will be filled all the earth, and then we will become speechless in your temple for your glory. I pray that、uh, all of us who are listening to this message will truly meet God, and then、uh, they will truly rejoice in you, and they will truly worship you more than any other things, Lord. Father, we pray that our Uh, effort for our glory would come to an end, so that we will truly understand and realize Your glory. But not just realizing it, but we will worship、uh, Your glory for Your name. We thank You, praise You, in Jesus' holy name. I pray. Amen.